0: Welcome to the Ag Future podcast presented by Alltech.
1: Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition.
0: Senior horses make up a large majority of the hobby horse population, and like humans, they have special dietary requirements for the support of healthy aging. How should you feed your senior horse? I'm talking with Dr. Amanda Adams, an associate professor at the Gluck Equine Research Center at the University of Kentucky. Welcome, Thank you. It's great to be joining you here. And with more than 10 years of experience in the equine health industry, um, you focused on the immune system of the geriatric horse. Can you talk to me a little bit about what moved you
1: in that direction? Yeah, sure. I guess from an earliest start, I had an interest in studying the immune function or immune system of the horse. And so... um, In my PhD program, my focus was really looking at the impact of old age on these responses. And so after the PhD program, stayed on for a postdoc and continued my research program with the geriatric course and kind of expounded upon that. We don't just look at how age affects immune responses in these horses, but we're also studying and investigating how these older horses, senior horses, are affected by endocrine diseases. And then how can we modulate both of these through nutrition So how can we support the immune system through nutrition, and also how can we regulate some of these endocrine diseases that these aged horses are suffering from? So I'm born and raised with horses, always had an interest in horses. Um, I think it was a natural, I guess, movement to to go on and make them actually a career uh, or part of my career. Set of hobby.
0: Yeah. At what age does a horse actually enter into the geriatric bracket, or is it different for every horse?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. So, how do we define age? We can define age by chronologically, number of years that the animal uh, may be 15, 16, 17, 18 years of age. But um, more so we're interested in the biological age of the animal. So a 30-year-old may actually be healthier in some circumstances compared to a 25-year-old. So it's really the biological age or what's going on physiologically with that animal. So it's not just a a number by chronological years. Um, Now, we sort of like to clump senior horses as either being over the age of 15 or in a lot of our work that we do, we consider them to be senior over the age of 20. Um, Because we see a lot of those physiological changes occurring at the age of 20. But I tell people don't forget about, you know, your 15 to 20-year-old horses. Because actually over in Europe and Australia, they consider senior horses over the age of 15. Hmm. What do you think? Why is that? Um, just a different population of animals, and I'm not sure actually why they they chose 15 as their cutoff, but when you look at the epidemiological studies that are trying to get demographics around how many old horses are actually out there, they set their cutoff at 15 years of age and age. older uh, to determine the percentages of old horses in their populations.
0: Easier to group things.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, that's where you start to see maybe some of the horses not being reproductively active and sort of coming out of being sport, show horses, breeding, etc. But I mean, it's really not quite uncommon nowadays to hear of horses in their 20s, right, and still performing and breeding. And, you know, Northern Fleet is 25 years of age and still standing as a stallion and um, tailor-made farms. You've got these uh, Olympic horses still competing at the age of 20. So, wow. Just varies. It just varies. Yeah.
0: The overall health of any animal is somewhat of a holistic endeavor from colostrum, the first milk that a mare feeds her foal to everything that can come after potentially affects the health of the animal. How much can mindful nutrition in early stages of life prevent issues later on?
1: I think that's a really good question. I think there's more interest in studying that area. There's not been a, a lot of research in the equine industry to understand the impact of maternal influence on the health and the outcome of the foal itself and then as the foal ages. So I can't really give you an answer to that, but I would say early on, it's more important. Um, I'd say later on in life may not have an overlapping or Um, an effect later on in life because of the way the immune system essentially develops. There's, There's just very little research done to be able to answer that.
0: What are some warning signs that a horse's immune system has started to degrade that you've observed?
1: If you look at the immune function in a population of senior horses over the age of 20, let's say to 35 years of age, you see varying immune responses in these horses. It's not just this continual linear decline over time. But in some of these horses, you may see increased sinusitis issues, abscess, hoof infections, and problems, dental abscess problems. Um, it varies. There may not be necessarily a warning sign. So it's really good to stay up to date with your horse's vac- routine vaccination schedule, routine checking of fecal egg counts. We've shown. I mean, the gold hallmark is that you know across the board. Age affects immune responses, whether we're talking about humans, dogs, cats, horses, Um, and the number one thing that happens or the hallmark characteristic of age impacting immune responses is is actually um, a failure to respond very well to vaccination, and so we've done a lot of work in that area. Um, and continuing to do so to see if perhaps maybe an aged horse might respond better to a different type or platform of vaccines. But we still try to make everyone aware that, especially if you're still competing, showing, trail riding, even though they have a reduced immune response to vaccination, that doesn't mean just forget about vaccinating them, right? That just means to really maintain them on a good schedule.
0: Is that the larger portion of preventive health for horses with vaccinations?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's part of the program for sure. Along with getting an annual, biannual vet exam, you know, look at dental, have a dental exam, have a body condition scoring program, lameness evaluation. Um, I think the biggest area that I'm trying to, you know, make more awareness of is having your horse's endocrine status evaluated. So as your senior horse starting to develop, you know, early signs of equine Cushing's disease or pituitary pars intermediate dysfunction? Are they becoming insulin dysregulated? Because that's really important to look at early on in the senior years so that you know how to nutritionally manage them throughout their golden years, as we say. So very important in making some of those decisions.
0: Are some of these indicators, um, do they show that it's time to move towards a more geriatric approach to nutrition? And, And what is that?
1: Um, so that's that's a not a one size fit all It's kind of what I talked about today at the symposium. And I think it really, you know, the, the old gray mare is not just the old gray mare. In my opinion, and, and having the herd of geriatric horses at the University of Kentucky, you know, we see actually six different types of senior horses. And so that's the – it's a, a broad spectrum from the hard keeper to the easy keeper to the endocrine-diseased horse – to the horse that's susceptible to developing laminitis because their insulin is So it's not a one-size-fits-all dietary program to support the geriatric horse. You really need to work with your vet to understand if your horse has been affected by any of these endocrine diseases, make sure there's not any dental problems, and then work backwards from there to design basically a nutritional foundation for those horses.
0: Are certain breeds more likely to have endocrine issues? Absolutely,
1: or? yeah. So especially if we're talking about insulin dysregulated, we know that certain breeds are more predisposed, such as your Morgans, your Walkers, um, you know, warm bloods. So, but now when we talk about equine Cushings disease, that can affect any breed.
0: But having that kind of knowledge as an owner can help you prepare a bit?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, certain breeds predispose definitely the animal to being more insulin dysregulated or not.
0: Does being able to provide the right nutrition for an aged horse
1: increase costs significantly for owners? Not necessarily. It doesn't mean that just because you have a senior horse, you need to feed them a complete feed. Um, If the horse is maintaining body weight and doing well on an all-forage diet, um, and like I said, maintaining body weight, then there's really essentially nothing that you need to change. Just ensure you're feeding a good quality forage. Um, If not, make sure you're balancing it with a balancer, ration balancer pellet, but if if you're having trouble, the older horses having trouble maintaining weight, body weight, or maybe on the other spectrum too um, thrifty, then, you know, you might have to get into some programs that might require more costs because more calories may equal more costs. It just depends. It's just not a one-size-fits-all. I think that's the message. It's just, a, it needs to be a very individualized, tailored program for senior horses.
0: I understand some of your work is aimed at improving the function and redox state of the immune system. What does that involve?
1: Yeah, so we're looking at both um, applied and basic science questions. So looking at down at the cellular level, how does age impact immune responses? So how well does the cells, the immune cells proliferate in response to a pathogen? And, you know, that capability is reduced with age. There's a new phenomenon called inflammaging, which is a low-grade chronic inflammatory response that occurs as actually we age, cats, dogs age, and we've shown that happens in horses. So it's this low-grade inflammatory response that um, we see systemically, and that might go hand-in-hand with the oxidative status of the animal. Um, We're still kind of undergoing quite a bit of research in that area to really fully understand what that means for the aged horse. In humans, we know that this inflammation process contributes to a lot of our age-related diseases, osteoarthritis, maybe even Parkinson's disease, um, et cetera. But for the old horse, we just don't quite know yet what all of this means. We know that these things are happening, but exactly how that affects their performance and physiological status, is, we're still sort of unraveling all of that. So is, it, is this kind of a new area of research then? You know, it really is. I think in human medicine, it's not. But as we're all living longer, our horses are living longer, um, there's more interest to understand how this longev, uh, longevity, increased longevity is impacting these responses. And then can we modulate any of these responses to help these animals live a more successful, healthy older, um, senior golden years. And you're also
0: investigating models of stress for horses. What kind of pushed you in that direction? Yeah.
1: So being an immunologist is great because so many different factors impact immune responses from old age to then obesity. And then the third arm of my program is investigating the impact of stress on immune responses. And so it really began um, looking at Uh, basically how weaning stress uh, impacts immune responses in in horses. But then that has gone on to then kind of take me down the road to looking at the impact of transportation stress and how that may impact the immune response of these horses, and particularly the older horses that are still going out there, showing, competing. So you already have sort of an immune, maybe not necessarily compromised animal, but then you're adding layers of stress to that. What does that do to... Uh, the physiological state of the animal. So I think it was sort of a natural migration to to have a look at that.
0: What are your hopes for owner understanding in geriatric horse care?
1: I think just don't forget about the old horse and assume that just because you've been revaccinating them year after year after year that they don't need to be maintained on a vaccination schedule or be forgotten about. So Definitely maintaining them on a proper vaccination schedule. Work with your vet to do that. Definitely make sure and check fecal egg counts on these older horses. We've shown that senior horses have in our hands uh, have higher fecal egg counts, maybe higher shedders than younger horses. So definitely maintain them on a um, proper vaccination schedule based on fecal egg counts. And then don't overestimate the power that nutrition may have in basically enhancing or supporting immune function with age in these geriatric horses, because we've done some work looking at that and and showing that nutrition can actually improve immune responses to vaccination in these older horses and reduce inflammation or the inflammation response. So I think those are important factors. Also understanding what the endocrine status is of your senior horse, you know, work with your vet on that you know, make sure that you have a full understanding of whether they are affected by early stage equine Cushing's disease or PPID, late stage, if they're insulin dysregulated or not, because that's really going to help, you know, design nutritional foundations for them properly and then basically support them in their later years. Just, you know, I think keep up with yearly exams. Looking at all of that is definitely going to end up with a healthy, successful years ahead for the senior horse.
0: And what should owners look for in ingredients to help support uh, vaccinations? and?
1: Uh, yeah, so good question. So the couple of big studies that we actually did with a big feed company, you know, you we'd like to, you know, measure or look at and investigate a variety of different parameters, but research is costly. So we had narrowed it down to looking at certain components and some was some of that work was based on what has been found in, in human studies having the impact on immune responses to vaccination. So we looked at omega fatty acids and then we looked at prebiotic probiotic um, supplementation. And so we did a couple of big trials and were're actually quite surprised to see that it was actually this prebiotic, uh, formulation that actually enhanced some of the immune responses that we saw and measured in some of these senior horses. So pretty, I think it just opened the door for more studies to come that shows that nutrition is quite powerful and has the, um, could potentially have an impact on improving immune responses on these horses.
0: Dr. Amanda Adams is an associate professor at the Gluck Equine Research Center at the University of Kentucky. Thank you.
1: Ah, Thank you for having me
0: thanks for listening to another episode of the AG Future podcast presented by alltech. For show notes and more episodes visit alltech.com forward/agfuture. slash